Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast, everyone. My name is Josh Thomas. I'm here with Brian Feinberg from etherolabs.io and Zephyr Technology Ventures. Hey, Brian, how's it going? What's happening? Oh, not much. Just doing this little podcast here. And uh, we're, we're real excited to hear about uh, what you're doing and what you're bringing to the space. Tell us a little bit about Ethereal Labs. So Ethereal Labs, um, basically, we set up as a venture accelerator uh, looking for early stage innovation around the blockchain space and kind of taking those companies not only to market, but uh, building an intelligence platform to drive um, intelligence through the institutional investment community. So we have a, okay. a lot of projects under development, and um, we uh, are working with a, a handful of um, extremely innovative companies across the space, tackling uh, all sorts of issues from you know pharmaceutical to security uh, and uh, marketing automation. Okay, and so so give us a quick example. You don't have to tell us the companies that you're working with, but uh, an, an application where your Ethereal Labs process comes into play. Well, you know, uh, considering we're in blockchain speed on everything these days where months, um, you know, feel sometimes like years in terms of progress, um, about four months ago, we went into kind of a rapid stage deployment of building an open repository of intelligence to kind of help craft that narrative and deliver relevant information. Um, you know, we're, we're beyond our MVP. Uh, we've built a, what we think is a formidable, um, you know, um, opportunity to be able to drive intelligence and kind of separate the signal from noise that we are all faced with, you know, across this uh, growing landscape. So on one hand, um, you know, our token strategy there uh, all has to do with the fact that, uh, you know, we're creating a lot of data and a lot of data engagement. And, um, you know, as a contribution, we are setting this up in kind of a foundational framework, uh, you know, where hopefully, um, you know, our machine learning and our AI uh, will continue to, uh, you know, fuel uh, pushing this kind of information out into the marketplace. So everything is about rapid deployment. It's kind of about engagement, but, uh, you know, it's all about relevance and really trying to put uh, the math and science on display, um, as well as, uh, you know, the innovators and the entrepreneurs that are, you know, essentially creating this whole new economy around uh, blockchain. Okay. So, um, well, help me understand then, uh, I, the, the question was about a, an application, and, and I, I think that you did a good job of explaining kind of what the foundation of your software and your, your technology is. But it, 
where where would be where would be a situation where somebody could use this? Well, you know, again, um, you know, from a banking perspective, this is really about the transaction at the end of the day and kind of driving that engagement and essentially creating a standardized look at the way crypto assets are, are not only looked at, but really the way that they're valued. And, you know, as this industry continues to expand and consolidate, you know, we feel that we can be a, a very, very fair and objective voice to the institutional community that so much wants to participate, but is still trying to figure out what a token is and how that token works. Um, other examples of kind of our, our work is to take a look at um, token design and start to think about, you know, the underlying business and the underlying uh, data activity that is driving it. So um, on occasions, we have helped influence, I would say, the development of, of tokens that are active in the marketplace right now through uh, kind of our advisory business. Okay, got it. And so that's that's definitely something that there there's a there's a learning gap there's a knowledge gap uh, present between uh those people who have an idea of the cryptocurrency uh, space and then those investors who uh would love to put their money into it if they only uh could figure out what the heck it was and how to how to actually buy a token and there's a huge significant gap there and what are what are some of the things that your technology can do to to kind of narrow and eliminate that gap? Well, first of all, you know, on you know some of the technology that we're building into an exchange level and environment that we hope to have live within the next couple months um, is really the ECN, the connectivity of exchange listed tokens, whether they or excuse me, I would say exchange listed deals, because again, in this environment right now, we dif differentiate between you know, the pre-sale, post-sale, pre-pre-sale, the listing process, getting on to kind of the mainnet environment and then, you know, kind of being um, accessible through exchange level environments. And we see that marketplace uh, rapidly changing over the course of uh, the next year um, where peer-to-peer -peer networks are starting to become uh, more prevalent and, you know, the ability to plug into liquidity pools that are spread out across the exchange level world. And, um, you know, the efficiency of banking at that point really has to uh, do with, um, you know, whether it's algorithmic matchmaking um, or it's um, actually, you know, going out and researching certain companies and being able to kind of invest in those companies right on the spot through, uh, you know, a single interface, um, you know, transaction. So, um, I, again, I think that um, the centralized world of exchanges are necessary at this point, uh, you know, not only to be able to be held accountable for security, uh, but the institutional investor right now is um, more looking towards packaged product and the, the way to be able to deploy their investment capital through, um, you know, uh, managers that will invest those across different crypto assets. Okay. Uh, and so... Talk to me a little bit about the the inception of this idea. How long how long have you uh, been in business here, and you know what uh, what what motivated you to to build this application? You know, so outside of our corporate setup, which we only did four months ago as a company, this is really a continuation of something that I started in 2009. Um, and coming after uh, after a successful tenure of building a, a business up from scratch to $130 million over a five-year period and ending up in the financial reporting space, 
I knew one thing, and I, you know, I, I really wanted to work with early stage companies that were trying to, um, you know, change the environment that not only that their businesses affected, but kind of this whole evolution that was happening, uh, you know, around startup uh, cultures around the around the world. And working with these early stage companies, uh, you know, I realized very early on that, you know, regardless of how well I thought I may have known their businesses and tried to help them with their corporate strategy and their business strategy, uh, everybody was looking to raise capital. Um, and um, I decided to get my securities licensing. Um, so I, I've been recycled right now through four investment banks over a five-year period, and I think that's kind of par for the course, um, that I, I never really found myself comfortable inside a tra traditional investment banking uh, environment. And, um, and again, it really had more to do with the way that information was, um, you know, used um, and, um, you know, ownership would have to be taken on those parties that actually would book a deal. So, um, you know, I've been involved in, uh, you know, the venture investing space for some time. Uh, we set up an incubator in 2009 in New York, which, again, was a decentralized virtual incubator where we were working with uh, companies all over the place and kind of helping take them to market and find uh, early stage capital for them. Um, but, you know, now having spent uh, five years under the compliance umbrella of FINRA and the SEC, um, you know, I uh, was approached, uh, you know, back in 2014 uh, through um, some intelligence that I was building around tracking uh, VC investments. And this blockchain thing started to come up left and right. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to kind of see the first Series A deals that kind of went into the industry. And I was really, um, you know, very, very compelled in why some of the most influential and um, investors in the world were kind of investing in this new, you know, kind of exchange economy, because that's the way I looked at it. You know, at the, the early stage deals had, a, a, you know, a lot to do with uh, exchange level technologies and building the infrastructure to be able to kind of manage transactions across the blockchain. And, um, you know, as time went on, and we started to see, you know, the evolution of, um, you know, ICOs and the ability for companies to disrupt the traditional venture capital stack um, was really compelling to me. And, uh, you know, I started, decided to do something about it and, um, you know, created uh, an environment where I started to bring in like-minded people like myself that were um, <clears throat> focused on, you know, the changes that were about to uh, kind of uh, transpire. Um, so we made some, you know, early stage investments in some companies, um, you know, got familiar a little bit more with uh, the mechanics of what happens on the blockchain itself. And, you know, sprinkled with a little bit of, uh, you know, cultural, um, you know, awareness, we started to see this transformational change happen, um, which again, I think is apparent on, you know, uh, on everybody's mind right now is, is this thing for real, right? And I can, you know, uh, confidently attest that, yes, it is. Uh, is it perfect? No. Um, you know, does it provide opportunities for people? Yes. And, you know, are these technologies going to change, the, you know, uh, the world in some way? And, you know, starting with the, you know, the fabric of uh, the banking institutions, uh, the way that they're held together, we feel that we're building the investment bank of the future here that, you know, uses data and intelligence essentially to guide our thought process, uh, but it allows uh, an entirely new economy to be created that 
frankly, we don't see any correlation between, you know, what's happening in the crypto world and the rest of the world. It's just, uh, you know, we're kind of living on our own plane right now. And, um, you know, we got involved with um, a number of strong partners um, that um, kind of bought into our vision and are helping us drive commerce between the companies themselves and their challenges in taking a commercial product to market uh, through the compliance process of making sure that their governance and their compliance is in place. Uh, the holy grail here to this industry, um, you know, I believe is uh, the commercialization of things that these valuations um, need to be supported by fundamentals and those companies that are successful at executing on their business strategies and deploying these new age technologies to traditional industries, um, I think it is right around the corner. Okay. So as you were uh, developing this, what, what were some of the uh, immediate challenges that you had to face here? Uh, were there technology challenges? Were there compliance uh, regulatory issues, uh, you know, what are some of the things that didn't quite go as planned? Well, you know, the, the regulatory, um, the regulatory world is uh, ever changing right now. We don't really have too much clear direction on things, even though we may think we know where things are going. And until there is a clear leadership position by the regulatory bodies and, and how the crypto market and how crypto assets should be treated, especially when it comes down to investor capital, is uh, right around the corner, which means that there will be a playbook and that, um, you know, uh, compliance will evolve around, uh, you know, I would say the efficiency of, of blockchain. Um, so the regulatory, understanding the regulatory roadmap is uh, the first thing. It's really to kind of ask very, very tough questions uh, at times re regarding not only the liability of your project, but also the liability of your investors. Um, because, you know, these are community-driven projects and, you know, success can be um, captured by many um, and uh, failure can be, um, you know, captured by many as well. So I just, uh, I look at this more that that situation is evolving um, and that it's really up to the company itself to kind of create their own governance and stay within the lines of the compliance that uh, has been advised to them through their attorneys. Uh, the technology part really seems to be almost, um, you know, the fun part of all of this. It's how to be able to kind of build something and test something and then kind of apply it to something. And, um, you know, because of the standard, the, or at least from a development standpoint, the standards now are very clear. Um, it, it, it takes time to kind of understand how to write a smart contract. And we have to start to think about, you know, the, the behavior of that token or the behavior of that contract in relation to the way that, you know, we are going to build the technology around it. So I don't really see that as much of the challenge. I just think that marketplace is evolving right now. But it's always about, pick, you know, trying to pick best of class innovation and betting on those teams that you have the most confidence in and being able to kind of execute on, on their business plan. So, you know, um, personnel and, and talent right now is somewhat evasive because of, uh, you know, the fact that things are moving so fast. And uh, a lot of people that are in the advisory business um, of blockchain are kind of moving around um, from deal to deal to deal, which is okay because it kind of helps accelerate that conversation. Um, but, uh, you know, in all reality that, you know, these companies uh, need solid, uh, a solid business plan, disciplined execution. And, you know, a focus on, you know, their token holders, just like they would in any other public structure. 
it's the responsibility to shareholders and providing, you know, not only the governance, but, uh, you know, the rewards of success. Okay. And what, what do you see as the, the future of uh, your particular industry uh, with relation to technology? Well, you know, again, I, I think that, you know, investment banking is going to, um, you know, tremendously be affected by the way that companies are identified, the way M&A transactions are done, the way private equity is done, uh, you know, anything to expedite the process there and, and validate um, the components of a transaction, um, you know, are, are greatly enhanced by being able to provide, you know, a blockchain around the transaction. Um, but, you know, we just see these, you know, very, very specific verticals, like in the patent space and like in the real estate space, that can help drive more efficiency and speed and expedite, um, you know, uh, transactions across those environments. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of the evolution right now. 2017 is going to go down as a critical year. It was kind of, um, you know, I think the point of no return, right? Uh, you know, critical mass has gotten to where it is right now. And, um, you know, as much as the hype machine is part of the noise in the industry right now, sustainability is going to be uh, established by those companies that take leadership and really kind of provide alternative solutions, not only for investors, but kind of for industry themselves and how to be able to drive better and more efficient technology across those, um, you know, the verticals that they touch. Okay, very good. So uh, you can learn more about Ethereal Labs by visiting etherolabs.io. And uh, just just so that we don't uh, get that uh, misspelled or confused with any other companies, can you can you spell that for us, Brian? Yeah, it's e t h e r a l a b s dot i o, and you could reach me by email at zephyr z e p h y r at etherealabs dot i o. I'd love to hear from you, and I just want to thank you for the time today and the opportunity to speak to your audience. And um, you know, thanks again. Excellent. Brian Feinberg from etherolabs.io. Thanks very much for joining us. And thanks for uh, listening to our podcast, everyone. We will see you next time here on Future Tech. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.